I will not sign it. I will not. I will not sign it. God is not dead. God is not dead. It's bullshit. I will not sign it. I will not. Oh, hi, guys. Oh, oh hi. How's, how's it going? That was, uh, I thought about, like, the worst movies ever made and how this movie is worse than Tommy Wiseau's The Room because this movie is is so bad that you can laugh at it, but Tommy Wiseau's The Room isn't trying to uh, have any complex conversations and doesn't botch any complex conversations about religion and faith. So I thought I would uh, combine the two, you know? I haven't seen The Room, but I 100% know it's a better movie. Eric, have you seen What's the worst movie y'all have seen? I have not seen The Room, but I've heard it's pretty bad. I've heard it's Uh, pretty bad. God's Not Dead is the worst movie I've ever seen. God's Not Dead is the worst movie I've ever seen. We need to get that. Yes. I don't know what that would have been. Um, maybe that one movie with uh, Jared Leto and Denzel Washington that came no, out. No, that's not that bad. That was very recent. Yeah, it was very recent. It's so you disliked the, you disliked little really, things that much? I really genuinely did not like it. I don't know what the worst movie I've ever seen is. Um, it's the most recent bad movie I've seen. I think in memory... The worst movie I've seen before this was uh, The Choice, the Nicholas Sparks movie. That's a that's a yeah. really, really, even as far as like Nicholas Sparks movies go, it's pretty terrible. The last song is really bad too. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't like those movies. Eric, you asked the question, so you have to answer it too. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with Terminator Salvation, directed by Mick G. Mick G. With the Christian Bale iconic flip out on set i think we've talked about it on this podcast but apparently that was like the cinematographer is was being terrible and stuff so i kind of side with christian bale in that scenario after learning some more details but anyway. yeah i think it's coming off dark night as well so you should know that it's christian bale and you probably should not get on his bad side <laughs> that's true yeah because yeah. he's batman i'm batman i'm batman um and are we gonna do the intro i was gonna say i'm eric fam that I missed the opportunity, but oh, oh I didn't. That's fine. I didn't start. Uh, I'm Olivia Clement. I'm Eric Pham, and I'm Isaac Sims, and this is Flyover Film Country, a podcast about movies set in places oft forgotten by Hollywood. We are continuing our Flyover Essential series, where we each pick a film that we believe to highlight the Flyover Country experience. And this boy is does we're this one, with. yeah. But this it's does highlight the Flyover Country experience because this movie made sixty-two million dollars. Ugh. A ton of people saw this in the South. A, a ton of people we went to school with saw yep. it too. So true, so true. So for this yeah. episode, we will be covering the 2014 hit Christian movie God's Not Dead. A surprise hit in the two in 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 2014. That was a, a, a typo that I made. A surprise hit in 2014 for Pure <laughs> Flix Entertainment. The film was critically panned and gained a status akin to Tommy Wiseau's The Room, except worse. Much, 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 much worse. So much worse. So much worse. But before we get into this spicy conversation, we want to take a minute to highlight our producer. Ready Set Podcast has prices to fit any budget, options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. They make it super easy to create your own podcast. They can help you record, edit, and publish. If you have a podcast idea, they'll give you a free consultation if you reach out to them on their website or social media. The website is www.readysetpodcast.xyz. Ready, set, podcast. Turning your brilliant idea into reality. So we wanted to, if this is your first time joining us, uh, we wanted to um, just discuss and preface before we jumped in our religious beliefs. 
We have discussed religion and faith on this episode during our Watchmen series, uh, which is uh, the the 2020 uh, or 2000. It was 2019, right? 2019. 2019 HBO Watchmen series is extremely philosophical and deals with a lot of um, high concept ideas about existence and reality. And we talk. We have talked about um, our faith, and this is a movie about faith. This is a Christian movie. God's not dead. Um, and so we just wanted to talk about or preface where we're coming from. I am a Christian. I believe that the words, uh, the passages that J- Josh, <laughs> Josh, uh, when we were <laughs> when we were watching this movie, uh, we we realized that Josh Wheaton sounds like Joss Whedon, so we just called him Joss Whedon <laughs> throughout the whole movie. Very uh, nice. And there's another way that we were able to get through it uh, without emotional trauma. But I'm not great at remembering <laughs> character names, but. If you ask me right now to name one character's name, I I'm gonna fail that test. I oh, I, don't, yeah. I can't remember why. <laughs> well, I I've I've done my research, so I'll and I have that cast list pulled up in IMDb, so I'll take care of that. Um, but anyway, I'm a Christian. I believe that the passages that Josh, not Josh, reads um, after his conversation with the uh, with Pastor Dave, I think his name. I think that's Pastor Dave. Yeah, um, Pastor I believe I believe that is. The word of God. Um, I believe that the word of God is meant to be interrogated and read and wrestled with. Um, but this movie unfortunately uses the Bible as a sledgehammer um, in most instances and is somewhat careless. And I guess we'll get into that a little bit. So, anyway, that's me. Uh, Eric, I'm a Christian, I'll, I'll but I hate this movie. <laughs> I, it's not representative of Christians. <laughs> I uh, basically echo everything that Isaac said, which may have been a very Christian thing to say. Um, But in the phrasing of saying, I echo that. Uh, But I I agree with everything that he says. Uh, I hate this movie. It sucks for so many reasons, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, I'm a a Christian. I I believe in the Bible. I believe that, like uh, Isaac said, it should be wrestled with and we should talk about it and discuss it in a thoughtful and meaningful way not um beating people over the head with with it like they do in this movie so i am a christian and i hate this movie so very much nice well i am not a christian and i'm probably the least religious person you'll ever meet um i was raised as a buddhist growing up we'd go to the buddhist temple like every week up until I was like in high school. Um, so I know like all the basic tenets of Buddhism and like the four noble truths and all that good stuff. But, um, and I'll still go like during the holiday for the holidays and the big, the big special days of celebration. But, um, I would say that I don't really, I'm not a religious person, but, uh, this movie was something else. Uh, I've never read the Bible before. So all the stuff that I know about Christianity is through like, uh, people that I talk to, movies and popular culture. So, so you would say like through newsboys? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was the band at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, that was something else. Very... I listened to I listened to newsboys. Are they a real band? They're yeah, a real, real band. band. And okay. honestly, really honestly, if you go and listen to their old stuff, kind of slaps. <laughs> listen to Shine and Entertaining Angels. It's like. It is not. It's not as bad. Olivia's rolling her eyes at me. No, it's kinda, I'm trying to It's kind of tight. Like their old stuff. They're from Australia, and now all of like like 
there's there aren't any remaining original members if i'm remembering correctly they're just a different they had like they were talented when they were releasing their stuff in the 90s and then they just kind of weren't i i'm not necessarily rolling my eyes at listening to newsboys i just don't you also grew up much more religious than i did and so that's true um i'm trying to think of what songs of theirs i know i know some of their songs i just i have my own feelings about christian music as well um which we may or may not talk about today i don't know but anyway but yeah they're a real band i don't think i'll ever forgive them for writing the song god's not dead because but he's not. that was Oh, that's fine. But yeah, I I agree with that. that calm, is, calm down, calm down, calm down. Uh, that song put, put was the knife uh, down. ah, fine, fine. I'll put it down. Um, anyway, that song was just sang all the time, and it's like well, there are more songs besides this one. Before we actually talk about the movie, for some reason, when I first heard the title of this, I thought this was like a horror movie or something. <laughs> Like like a zombie it, movie. It kind of the the poster almost right, looks like the a zombie. Poster. I remember seeing yeah. the poster and it looked like like zombie. I remember seeing like zombie hands like rise from the ground and I was like I I thought it was a zombie movie for whatever reason. There there the posters but, going for this like George Orwell type of like dystopian you know persecution. God's not dead. Um, God is dead. And then like one, uh, from uh, one man will stand up to. A dystopian culture that yeah. hates Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so many people who listen to this are gonna gonna hate me, uh, but I don't really care. So, do you yes. know people that like this movie? Like, so, um, when so <laughs> our movie group, our Thursday night movie group, I pulled up God's Not Dead on HBO Max. <laughs> we're like, are you serious? And I said, yes, we are watching this. I, it's my pick tonight because we rotate so it's all fair and like there haven't been any vetoes and one of my friends will who is going to be on this podcast at some point uh goes i want to veto this like i do not want to watch this because he's going through a really hard time right now with the had tr- will seen it beforehand no so will had okay. not seen it um my friend walter had not seen it um so my friend Jabo and my friend gabe had seen it and they were both like i don't we don't really want to watch this and i asked them like where were you like in life when this movie came out? And and Gabe said, I knew that this was fake and that this isn't representative of reality or real Christians when I watched this immediately. And I moved on with my life and I was like, okay. And my friend Jordan, who grew up in a, in North Faulkner County uh, or, or Jabo, his name's Jordan Jabo. He goes, well, I watched this and it, it helped me kind of ground myself in my faith more. And I was like, okay, that's, that's totally fair. And I didn't like, I, and I also want to preface this episode with that. What we are talking about is I do not hope to delegitimize anyone who has had a good experience with this movie. We are hoping to delegitimize the way this movie is made and what this movie is saying about Christianity, atheism, honestly, people <laughs> who are what I believe to be made in the image of God. That's kind of what we're interrogating in this episode. So, um, and so anyway, long story short, to, I said, this is my house. It's my, uh, <laughs> it's, my rules. it's my house, my rules. Uh, no, I was like, it's my pick this week, <laughs> which is fair because we rotate. We let everyone pick a movie. We don't judge our only criteria is like, if most of the people have seen the movie, we don't watch it. Um, we try to find new things. And I said, okay, three out of the five of us have not seen this. So we're going to watch it. And everyone was like, oh, okay. So 
anyway. So I did write down a couple notes. Um, there were two moments in this movie where I actually like legitimately laughed out loud. Um, Can't wait. There was, I don't know the names of the characters, but there's one, the reporter for the new left, um, oh. whatever her name is. Yeah, she's, sure. Whatever he's at was. the dinner rest, nice restaurant and her boyfriend, I think the dickhead Dean boy. Is, is that, is that, is that Dean Cain? If I had a dollar for every time we said <laughs> Walter and I were the John Mulaney fans in the room, we go, we look at each other every time he's on screen. And go, is that <laughs> Dean Cain? <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, but, sorry, Eric. No, you're good. Yeah, Dean Kane. Yeah, uh, they come up. They have their whole conversation. The, the whole conversation is pretty hilarious because the dialogue, the dialogue throughout this whole movie is just completely insane. But the 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 one that actually had me like laughing was uh, what's her name says. You understand that I might die, and then Dean Kane is like gets up from the dinner table, is like, and I'm sorry about that. And I was like, <laughs> that is an insane line right there. I, that's for, like, for that kind of movie. That's one of the notes I made. And I, we are going to do like a set the stage, cast and crew, box office, all that stuff before we uh, are here in a second. But that's one of the notes I made. All the toxic people in this movie are sociopathic. Like yeah. real people would not react that way. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Look that, at that, every that, single person. Yeah, there's there's nothing really, really realistic about any of the interactions oh. these people have with each other. Um, but the uh, real quick th- before you get into the setting stage, but the second part where I this was like actually the hardest I laughed in a really long time. The Asian dude, the student, uh-huh. he calls his dad Martin, Martin Yip, Martin Yip. He calls his dad, and the kid speaks Cantonese, but his dad speaks Mandarin, and that's like. And you could you could you could just tell yeah, that can, like right off the bat, yeah. And it, that was like that that was the most the most I laughed in a, in a long time, just because that's insane that his dad has a different dialect from him, completely different dialect. And oh, it was I, it I was also so. would like to point out that the the name of the director of this movie is Harold Kronk. <laughs> Harold, Harold well. Kronk's new groove. <laughs> Pull the lever, Kronk. And so we had a round lever. We had a good laugh about that, but I can imagine like the producers like, "Hey Harold, um, yeah, so like I've actually spent a lot of time in China and they're speaking two different dialects." And he's like, "No, it, it, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. No, like nobody's nobody's gonna notice that they're different dialects. You need to calm down, Jill, because it's only going to be white evangelicals who see this movie. They don't know Chinese. They don't know Chinese. They don't know anything Are about. You kidding anything. me? No. No. They don't care. But, yeah. Then all the other. The, there's the whole plot line. I'm sure we'll get into it with the uh, the Muslim girl. Oh, man. oh, there's a lot to unpack here. So I, back to yeah. you guys. I, I thought said, about what, when uh, when I did the cold open. I thought about like you know spoiler uh, Aisha's the 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 muslim girl or the muslim character is hit by her dad and i thought about like ah that's like a because that's like a dark part of the like an extremely dark part mm-hmm. of the movie that's not handled well at all and so i was like i don't i want to keep this as light as possible so i start decided to do a mashup of him choosing to not sign the uh paper that says declaring god is dead um which is like the focal point of the movie i decided to do that instead i just want to let you guys know what was going on in my head whenever i did like was planning the cold open so probably a good call yeah yeah so because tommy was actually says i did not hit her i did not hit her that's bullshit i did not hit her i did uh, not oh hi mark oh hi mark i won't quote tommy was the rest of this episode i promise i kind of want you to i i can it's up to you yeah i did not okay so 
Here's the plot of this movie. There actually there are like seven plots in this movie. But it's, okay. There too that's like, one of the main problems. Like we're gonna interrogate like yeah. why this is a bad this is a bad movie because it's actually a sermon. Yes, um hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. What are you gonna say? It it really is so many different plot lines and it felt almost like uh like kind of like love actually or New Year's Day or Eve or that's Valentine's what, Day. That's what Walter essence. said. Yeah. Walter. You and Walter, same wavelength. And he and I are like like this. We got it. Yeah, yeah I was um, I yeah. was waiting for all the characters to like meet up and like yes. the storylines to cross, but it was really like 10 different storylines at once and they all end up at the concert at the end. I was waiting for Bible Man to show up. Did you watch Bible Man, Olivia? I I vaguely remember Bible Man. Bible Man was like a, a, a legit superhero yeah. who like would defeat villains who were like the the seven deadly sins wait that's not i'm mixing up i was listening to scott pilgrim soundtrack before this so i'm mixing up seven evil exes um oh no no no. there are seven things god hates that's a that's a that's a proverb um there so he'll go and defeat them but he has like a lightsaber sword and he wears a cape and a mask and stuff and so that was there's gonna be a very small sect of people who watched bible man who are gonna understand my joke but yeah it's okay that you guys didn't so josh wheaton joss whedon i'm gonna just refer to him as joss whedon the rest of this episode right um he's a christian freshman threatened by his his philosophy 101 professor jeffrey radison with failure of his philosophy grade if he does not declare that god is dead so he professor radison played by kevin sorbo sorbo Sorbo? Sure. Uh, Hercules. Kevin Sorbo. He did play Hercules in the series. Um, He has everyone pull out a piece of paper, write, God is dead. He said, for the purposes of this class, write, God is dead, sign your name, and turn it in. And that sets up the whole, uh, the the events of the movie in motion. You see a character, the Islamic girl, uh, Aisha, uh, who covers her face with a hijab before walking on campus in front of inside of her father but then when she's outside of her father she takes the hijab off and there's another woman whose mother whose mother is dying who ends up dating you find out is dating professor radisson and that woman is named mina mina is a christian amy is dating dean kane's character and then there's another plot with the pastor that advises josh to uh share to defend his faith in the classroom and i'm already falling asleep uh trying to what, what this. someone so, explained to me that's the plot, the plot. with the uh with the car that would okay. not start up that i was re-watching this that those scenes before we started recording and i i like didn't even know where they were going i was like wait where are they going i think they're going Florida. they're going to were they going, going to Florida to or Dallas? I thought they were going to Disney. They okay, they're going to Disney. About wearing the ears, which made me think they were going to Disney. But I bet they probably couldn't say that because of like uh, copyright right. stuff. Probably. Okay, uh, well that makes a lot more sense because I had no idea where they were going with that. They were going to Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, that's a, that's the plot of the movie. This movie was written by Carrie Solomon and Chuck Konzelman. Konzelman. Directed by Harold Kronk. If Harold Kronk is listening to this, I'm sorry I made fun of your name. I just immediately thought about Kronk from um, Emperor's New Groove and Kronk's New Groove, um, which is a better movie than this, but I'm sure oh, yeah, 100%. you've come to realize that by now too, Harold. Um, as a as an interesting cast, Kevin Sorbo and um, Dean Kane are the most 
recognizable people in this movie. Willie Robertson of Duck Dynasty also shows up with his wife. And the Newsboys have a prominent role in it toward the end of the movie. And they play a concert and pray for the character of Amy, who is described or who we find out has cancer and is one of the most underserved characters in the movie. This movie was filmed on a $2 million budget and grossed between 62 and $64 million. So it was a huge hit. It's also like evidence. A lot of people say, well, Christian movies don't have a budget and that's why they're bad. And it's, that's not true. These movies, this industry has a lot of capital and uh, we just can't use that excuse anymore on their behalf. So that's the setup, guys. There are a million directions we could go right now. So do y'all want to jump into just what you guys were thinking and feeling watching this movie that I subjected you to? <laughs> that you subjected to us to, were, yeah. I already mentioned two times I laughed, but there were a couple of times I... I'm not gonna say it was entertaining, but like the movie made me laugh. I mean, of course, unintentionally, and um, it completely blows the whole point of the the filmmaker's purpose for making the movie. Right. But uh, I was laughing my ass off a lot. So, mm-hmm. especially the uh, I, I don't know if I'm jumping way I'm jumping way ahead, but when uh, the professor got gets nailed by the car, oh my <laughs> goodness! Because yeah, he flies insane. up and into the air like that's not how toward the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was wild. That was wild. Yeah, that was. Then everything after that, uh, with the dude from Ezekiel from the boys, like trying to get him to confess. I don't know what was going on. It was wild. That that scene was really making me laugh. David A. R. White, the the guy that you're talking about, has been in a lot of Christian movies. Uh, Um, That's basically been his whole career, isn't it? Yep. He's in a movie. Uh, Eric, if you. Oh, wait, 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 real quick. Did y'all watch the the YouTube video I sent you guys? Yes. Okay. So, Olivia, good. you know that the first thing you see in that video where it's like, hey, Tommy, Jesus, man. And yeah, the, the, and it's like a younger him. Yes, All Creatures yeah. of Our God and King comes in, and it's like a really bad 90s. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad, it's so bad. That's David R. White. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Walter goes, I think that's the guy who plays Reverend Dave. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, we looked it up. So there was, uh, I was looking at his his filmography just to see if I had seen him anything else. But I swore I saw a movie that he was in and he's like playing like some, he was holding a gun in a movie poster. I was like, what the? Really? And he's like, I didn't look at it, but. Uh, it, I'm almost positive that's also like a weird Christian movie. I'm going to look it up. It probably is because I think that they're so in the we're we're going to quote a couple people, but uh, Josh O'Keefe made a great, fantastic YouTube video um, called Why Christian Movies Are Bad. And he uh, he dissects this movie specifically in one scene and like how to set up a shot and why this movie is shot poorly. And he compares it to a scene in Whiplash that's shot very well and communicates different things about the dynamics of the people who were talking. Um, so anyway, he, where was I going with that? I went all over the place. I don't know, but I will interject here. That movie where he's holding a gun is called Beckman and IMDb has it, at it like it's um, plot summary as a contract killer becomes the reverend of an LA church until a cult leader and his minions kidnap his daughter blinded by vig- vengeance he cuts a bloody path across the city. Only The only thing that could stop him is his newfound faith. That so reminds me of the Gerard Butler movie called Machine Gun Preacher. Except that movie is probably way better. I think that like oh, the clips of, of Beckman were 
spliced into this video with uh that that josh o'keefe made i just wanted to tell that loop real quick so this movie is badly this movie has a lot of problems and and they all kind of stem from like it's it's doomed from the start because it's badly written it's badly produced it's badly acted and it's very badly directed so like i had a note right at the top of our agenda under problems that said the entire and then like i forgot to finish whatever i started <laughs> but that's basically representative I mean, the entire yeah. the entire movie so, okay here's here's my question this movie has like, a 12 percent on rotten tomatoes two yeah, that makes sense god's not dead two and three yes there are two there's a sequel and a threequel yeah those have 10 percent rankings eric's just shaking his head we got a God's Not Dead 2 before Avatar 2. Come on, Jim. <laughs> Jim Cameron slacking. The white people demanded it. Uh, Imagine if we actually demanded Avatar 2. I want Avatar 2. I need to see Jake Sully. Jake Sully. Kicking some dude. alien ass. Yep. All right. We can sit here and just bash this movie all day long, and I think that we could, and we we probably really would if we allow ourselves. Let's, let's yeah, break it down. My, why, my, question, why bad. my question for you both is outside of just what we've talked about thus far what in particular makes it a, a badly filmed and produced and acted movie or directed movie like i don't even care which one you can just pick one of those things what about this movie makes it bad do you remember when josh is sitting on or he's laying on the bench with his head on his backpack mm-hmm. yes and no one no one yeah and like his and like leans on his knees that that's just bad like that's that's just one thing no one yeah, that, no one lays on their back like that yeah that's gonna be my whole gripe with the movie the answer to your question is the, the the characterizations are just so unrealistic there i i refuse to believe that, that there are people in this world that are that are like the people in this movie um i've never run across anybody like the people in this movie and it's just it's just so insane that makes the movie so unbelievable yep I don't want to like, uh, you know, we have, we have a lot of ground to cover in the next 30 minutes, so I won't harp on it too long. But, uh, you know, uh, I don't I don't even know where to start. Like broad statement, this movie is reductive of every single type of person that it depicts Islam, uh, people who practice Islam, Chinese people, academics, journalists, Christians and atheists. Atheists are, de- are atheists are depicted as angry people who um, who are a- who are angry at God, and that's not the case out of most atheists that I've met. Actually, I think all the atheists that I know. So that's one. Um, I mean, and it's and all, even the fact that all those people are portrayed in different ways points to the fact that like there shouldn't have been this many characters in it you know there shouldn't have been this many plots yeah there are so many too many shoehorned characters in um like what happens with amy at the end like you don't you don't you you never see her she's prayed over by the newsboys and then apparently she has terminal cancer Mm -hmm. and it's just like all right it's wild that they threw in two characters with cancer um yeah where dean sorbo had his mom deal with cancer then amy also had to deal with cancer so cancer is just it's just Pulling out the cancer card in the movie, no, not good. Not, not good once, movie. but but twice. Yeah, yeah. Or does Dean Kane? Does Dean Kane and Mina's mom have Alzheimer's, or yes. does she have cancer? Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah. Amy. Amy has cancer, and she's like, "All right, well, I might die, but like I've I've seen, you know." And and I'm all for like there there are two there are two instances in this movie where I thought 
that was kind of like a genuine sh- like sharing of faith. And that's the scene where she's trying to she's interviewing Willie Robertson. And you can tell just because of the person that he is that he's like, look, this is what I believe. And and mm-hmm. this is what I believe about about Jesus. And he quotes the same passage um, from Matthew. In He was probably the best character in the movie because he was playing himself. Yeah, right, exactly. Up until the ending of the movie where he told everybody, text 100 people in their contacts that God's not dead. Which <laughs> and get that real? Did they actually from do that? Contacts. I received text messages that oh, said no. that at one point. Oh, I'm no. not joking. Did I, you block like, them? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I think I don't remember whether or not I got any of those texts. But I'm, I asked I asked Gabe is. and in Jabo. I was like, did y'all text people? And Jabo's like, oh yeah, I texted a couple people. And we kind of like gave him a little crap. But then Gabe's like, uh, no way. Like that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, like, yeah. Because this came out when we were freshmen in college. Yes. So I, I think I got the text from like people from that i knew from like youth group Mm -hmm. that are not people i necessarily talk to now um but no one that i like was actually close with anything like that right right so So, yes this uh i don't know and then even i i think that this this movie's kind of reductive of faith in general because i i don't i don't know like I'm not, I'm trying not to like let's let's talk about just the whole the whole scene with Aisha listening to the sermon and then eventually getting found out by her dad. Like listening that's to that's your a, Franklin Graham. Listening to Franklin Graham. Franklin Graham. Oh man. Should we tell should we tell Eric about Franklin Graham? Do you oh, do you know who Billy Graham is, Eric? No. Okay, so Billy Graham is arguably one of the most famous if not the most like famous evangelical preachers um in modern like a joel osteen type character sort of he's he's more theologically sound and respected than than joel osteen but okay yeah he he's he's not uh preaching like prosperity gospel like joel osteen um which is my opinion if if anyone disagrees that's fine i personally don't like joel osteen that's okay um but billy graham was like like he would meet with like the various presidents of the united states and like pray over them and that kind of thing like he was like in in a lot of ways yeah yeah like a spiritual advisor for for a lot of famous people like politicians and stuff um franklin graham is his son right you'd think it'd be great yeah yeah it's like oh it's his son it was great yeah yeah a lot of people really like billy graham not quite as many people like Franklin Graham. Um, he was a big Trump supporter, and so that probably tells you all you need to know about him. Well, okay. you can you can imagine the rest. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm trying not to be like we're being extremely <laughs> critical, so I'm trying to like uh, dish dish it out. Where, and that's who Aisha was. Listening yes, to. yes, yes. On the iPod. Which okay. were people using iPods in 2017, 14, 2014. Uh, yeah, I think so. Maybe I because like I had my second, I had my second iPhone, and not as many people actually. I don't know if streaming was quite as popular at that point. Streaming yeah, music, so yeah. I, th- I think I still had my iPod too. Yeah. I definitely had LimeWire on my laptop. Nice. Yeah. Um, but Didn't okay, if if she is also a college student, I don't know how many college students especially someone who is coming from a different, a completely different religious background is going to be listening to Franklin Graham. 
Right. Well, and it, and it just begs the question, like, how, like, I don't know, how did she, she probably Googled like, it's like me listening to Franklin Graham. I mean, yes, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which it, is it, funny to think about now. Yeah. Um, which okay, there are are lots of people who who convert from one religion to another for various reasons. I don't know a single person who like that's our age at that point in time who is like, you know what I want to listen to? Franklin, Franklin Graham. Graham, John Piper, yeah, uh, sure. Tim Tim Keller, yeah, Matt Chan, uh, yeah. What's that one dude's name who wrote Crazy Love that was like all the rage when we were in high school? Uh, Kevin, not Kevin DeYoung. Kevin DeYoung, no. though. Uh, Francis Chan. Yes. Yeah. Everyone loved him. Yeah. I don't know if ever, I mean, I assume people still like him. I don't know. So, so Aisha sees Josh arguing with his girlfriend because she works in the cafeteria on campus about, and he's saying, I have to defend my faith. And she smiles at him and he's like, she's just being nice to me. But then she finds out, she tells him later, like, you like you did the right thing and i saw you and and her she's listening to franklin graham uh and there's a portrait like a mosaic painting of jesus or a mosaic of jesus that you can very clearly tell by looking at an ipod what she's listening to her brother comes in takes the ipod tells their dad and their dad beats her and throws her out of their house. And part of the problem here is that it's so fast and she's barely in the movie for us to really care about her as a character beyond the fact that she's being oppressed and like forced to wear a hijab. Um and I mean that's a, like that, that's a problem like all the plot lines are their movies in themselves that should, you know, whatever. Like they each of them separately would have been better Christian movies than this because this is just so this movie's so convoluted. Mm-hmm. But we're all like, oh my gosh, like she's getting like beaten. And then she gets thrown out. And that ties into Reverend Dave and Reverend Jude. Their car keeps not starting or they, his car doesn't start. They call a rental. The rental car doesn't start. And then the next day she shows up at the church and they get to hang out with her. And that's the whole, you know, the message there is like, you never know what's going to happen. You never know uh, what, who God is going to bring into your path that you can you can walk alongside which is true that's like i have no problem with that aspect of it but mm-hmm. the whole like the <laughs> people who practice islam like this is just kind of like a very very not like unnuanced view of people who practice islam um it's also super stereotypical exactly i mean i couldn't i couldn't come up with the word but yes like like her father is this like he he's a very it looks like he's a very tall man and almost a little intimidating like he's supposed to be intimidating and is super aggressive and is very much like well this is how it is and like what was interesting to me as i was watching that i was like that's how like i experienced most like super religious christians Mm -hmm. is like this is just how it is. So I'm trying to show you what's right. And he tells her at one point, I know it's hard living in their world and being apart from it. There is no one who worships God or how he demands to be worshiped. And that's kind of an interesting thing because she clearly sees in Josh, this sort of like sincerity of, of mind and faith that ends up drawing her to Jesus. So it's like to the movie's credit there, I'm like, okay fine like that's but but that's not that genuine aspect is not developed at all it's kind of like tied up at the news at the newsboys concert Mm -hmm. also like the newsboys concert the movies like uh uh kevin sorbo is 
hit by the car and everyone in the newsboys concert is like having a great time and partying and is it uh, the newsboys concert playing over him when he gets nailed by the car <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> like crazy. across the street from the music venue and as he like is standing there debating whether or not he wants to go it starts raining and he's like oh of course perfect and then he starts across the street and gets nailed by the car <laughs> flips over the car in a way that feels like a super bad action movie bleeds internally yeah his his ribs are crushed he's bleeding eternally and then uh what's his except, name except what's christ is he savior. makes the call that he's gonna die he's like he doesn't have much time left yeah yeah Reverend G. You, yeah like I, that was the first time i'd learned that you were a doctor yep <laughs> right there yep little yeah, little crazy. joke for you in a really serious moment there's there's just like i don't know that would have been if actually there's there's no there's no version of this movie where that's an appropriate way to like uh complete the story of the uh uh hardcore atheist professor um, it's almost like saying if you're an a if you're an atheist you're gonna meet a tragic death like this to, to make you not be an atheist that's exactly what they're trying to which do is, well, yeah yeah, yeah and and also it provides some kind of out for like josh i didn't know that he was gonna die and so i was like are you serious i literally like said that whenever he got hit by the car i was like he's gonna die or he's gonna go to the hospital and josh and him are gonna have some like legit conversation and i was just like i don't know i don't know it's but but the, my whole problem with that the everyone at the newsboys concert and everyone's fine and everything's fine everyone's happy and then everyone on the outside is like i don't i don't know uh amy dean kane or amy's at the concert i guess but dean kane and um and kevin sorbo are like on the outside and I, it's just so it's so hacky because dean kane has some kind of like message from god from his mom who is you know incoherent and mm-hmm. doesn't isn't aware of who he is and then he gets a text that god's not dead and then it's kind of like all right, well, he drove away. So he might have some like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, it's like he might, he might, uh, you know, accept uh, Christ or Christianity down the road. We don't know. And then it's just kind of like representative of an us versus them mentality. Like everyone at the Newsboys concert, everybody outside the Newsboys concert, you know, you got to be at the Newsboys concert. Newsboys concert is the sun, the solar system of this movie. So, <laughs> wow. I just, that's good analysis. I didn't even think about that. Um, I don't know. It, oh, man. My question to the both of you. Okay. Was there anything from this movie that you liked or thought was good? I mean, okay, here's the thing. The And I kind of mentioned this at the top when we were talking about our faith. The reading of scripture and those and the words themselves, I, I mean, it's, it's the Bible and I believe the Bible and I revere the Bible um, and I have a complex relationship with the Bible. But like those passages from Matthew 10 and Luke 12, 8, everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my father who is in heaven. So like that's kind of this, like the basis for so much philosophy, like all those names that uh, Professor Radisson mentions at the beginning of the movie is the basis for for like hours and hours of debate and f- philosophy throughout time and there's this movie is based on an important question like what do you what do you believe how do you like you know debate with people who who don't believe what you believe and there there's a interesting that's an interesting concept for a movie but 
this movie is presented as propaganda because Josh teaches the entire class and says all like the truth and he doesn't really debate with Professor Radisson and Professor Radisson doesn't even have like good responses to what Josh is saying beyond like the, well, you didn't think about this and like, you don't think that Stephen Hawking is like you blah, 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 blah. And it's like, (laughs) and at one point Walter goes, this guy like is like, there's no world where this professor is threatened by like an 18 year old boy and insecure at like, you know, there are people who are hurt, but it's just, I don't know. I'm just, that was like the first day of class too, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about what's his name? The the kid's character who has to debate. Joss Whedon. Josh, Josh, Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon. He's the main character, so we should probably talk about him, right? Um, mm-hmm. I found his storyline with him and his girlfriend pretty funny. <laughs> How she broke up with him like two God days. God wants after. you to be. God wants you to be with me. <laughs> Which I will say, I have had several friends be broken up with with the line, "Well, God doesn't want us to be together." Oh no! But it was true. Are you serious. Yeah. Because God said it. But but God said it, so God doesn't want us to be together. He told me when I prayed about it. Yep. Like, for real, I've had, That's like... crazy. I could name, like, four friends off the top of my head who have been told that by some guy. Yeah. Have so. The question is, have they broke it out on some, some guy? Have they broke it out before? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Mostly because... One of them in particular, she gets, she has, she's been told that more than once and it's fine. She's married now. It's okay. It's her marriage is great, but she gets so angry. Like she, I remember her getting really angry about being told that, that I don't think she would have used it um, on another guy. As far as I know, no one who has been told that has used that, but that doesn't mean yeah. anything. So that's crazy. Um, I just, that's something new. I just learned. Yeah, I I'm guilty of that too, but only because someone using it or being listen to me only because someone I respect a lot framed it in such a way that that was the only way I could do it, and then after that backfired and she was like screaming at me, I was like, oh yeah, I gotta like say yeah, I just like don't want to be with you anymore because you're terrible. (laughs) Or sorry, that's like like you're you're just not good to me. Like you're not good for me, and you know this isn't a committed relationship because we're not married. So I. I don't know. I that was a that was a bad chapter in my life, but it was also like if I'm gonna break up with someone in the future, it's just gonna be like I just don't I don't want to be with you anymore. And and also here here's the evidence reasons why. But like I don't know, like something I don't know. I uh, I imagine uh, most of the guys that we went to high school and or college with have used that like that are Christians really? have used that line. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm gonna be grilling some people later next time I see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should ask. You should ask some people yeah, about that. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, I don't know how many of them for sure did, but I would guess that a decent amount did for sure. Um, um yeah. So, so I, I kind of do sense this like us versus them depiction of atheists versus Christians, and also like you can't trust academia and acad- academics are snotty, mm-hmm. snooty people who put everyone else down. Which is like, I mean, that's kind of true to a certain extent. But uh, Eric, as as someone watching this with a different lens than Olivia and I, did you kind of sense that? Yeah. I feel like just on real life experiences too, I feel like religious people, especially Christian people, they, in, in the college and adult setting, they, they, they get the short end of the stick uh, a lot. Um, and I, I don't know if that is actually real, but that that's what I've seen um, in my experiences. Yeah. That Christians feel that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 
What do you? What did you guys think? They, about? they feel like hey, everybody's out. It's like them against the world. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. I mean, that's what, especially in today's age in society. Uh-huh. That's what uh, I looked up some reviews of this movie. Um, and one of my favorite uh, critics, David Ehrlich, had some really good things to say. Um, but dude, he's hard on movies. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I mean, I do. I really respect him a lot. He said, these movies are fundamentalist propaganda aimed at people who are convinced their religion is under attack in this country just because it doesn't exempt them from the constitution which is like a loaded line in and of itself but i'll move forward at a time when anti-semitic hate crimes are on the rise and america is openly hostile towards its own muslim community to say nothing of the trump administration's dehumanizing attitude toward immigrants people of color and the lgbtq population god's not dead contends that white christians are the real victims here which is 100 percent true yeah um and was that isaac was that review about the most recent god's not dead movie i think so i think that was the third one which i mean i I think you can make that argument for all of them yes yeah yeah. he he like reviewed i I, he reviewed two of that i think it was two and three but he like talks a little bit about i um, saw the synopsis for two and it seemed like one of those even more propaganda like yeah i I, like a high school student being put or high school teacher being put on trial or something Right. Yeah, something right. yeah, like that. And then the crazy. third one, I think, is like a pastor isn't he's not going to sub, like provide his sermon notes to the to state the or, something. or something. Like, yeah, I get. I, I guess that's happened before. I, I'm. I don't want to. Again, like, there's a bunch of cases uh, where Christians are against the government that are listed um, at the at end the of the end. movie, and I have not looked through all of them, but I'll, but I know from uh, the the video with Josh O'Keefe. He he says a lot of them are petty things like we're not going to bake a cake for you because you're gay and you're getting married to a gay you're you're getting married to a man or whatever. Yeah. So it is a, it's a lot of that kind of thing. So I have a feeling and I publicly here on this podcast promise both of you that I will never make you watch another one of these movies. I might make you watch another really bad movie, but never <laughs> another God's Not Dead. Praise God. Yes. Yep. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know it's a better uh, movie than this. Nacho Libre. You have not been bad. You have not been baptized. That is a bet. Honestly, line. a better movie about faith, <laughs> featuring an atheist. Yeah, I mean Jack Black is an atheist. Yeah, I actually, think he, actually Jack Black is God. He's God. Whoa. <laughs> there was one that I actually watched that was about one of the the main themes of the movie was religion and Christianity. Let me read the synopsis for you. Having grown up in a devout Christian family. And desperate to please his sin-obsessed Catholic priest father, young you, a family, a fairly normal kid who has no legitimate sins to confess, decides to take on sinning big time and becomes a master of upskirt photography while performing his ninja moves required to get the just just the right angle on his subjects. What? What? What's that it's movie called? Love Exposure. <laughs> of course, it's it awesome. Is. It's a four-hour-long movie. It's oh my incredible. Gosh. Japanese it's, by, made by one of Jap- Japan's legendary filmmakers. It's it's, it's the uh, it's awesome. Once Upon a Time in America of uh, Japanese uh, critique. Of, yeah, uh, he had religion. the. Uh, it's the same director, Sion Sono, who had the Nicolas Cage movie at Sundance, where he's like the bomb is strapped to him. The uh, awesome. Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Same director. I can't writer. wait to watch that movie, dude. But uh, that was actually a, a good Christian movie that I watched. Uh, well, I won't say it's a Christian movie, but. You know it's a better it movie, and I haven't even seen it yet. Then God's Not Dead is Prisoner of the Ghost Land. <laughs> I want to see that so badly. Yeah, I'm um, on the guy right now after Mandy. 
David Ehrlich continues and he, he says, whereas other recent offerings like Heaven is for Real and last week's uh, in, of the time of the writing, I can only imagine are largely harmless in how they preach to the choir and prostrate themselves before evangelical audiences. Pure Flix's God's Not Dead saga has been defined by a persecution complex large enough to crucify Christ the Redeemer, which is like the like worst burn, not on Jesus, but on like the people who made this movie. Um, so I, I was just like, oof, whenever I read that. But and and that's that's one of the things that I want to end with because we have about six minutes left movie movies are powerful and we've talked about how movies are powerful and how movies have impacted us movies are art and movies can't be art if you're not allowing any kind of shadow of doubt or um consideration for the audience that you are like you know making room for for interpretation right and so when you make a movie for christians and you pander to their expectations you get something art and artless and tasteless, which is this movie. Um, and so I'll, we've talked about that Josh O'Keefe video mm-hmm. where he, he breaks down, you know, Martin Scorsese's silence. Martin Scorsese's silence is a better movie about faith made from the perspective of someone who doesn't believe in Christianity or follow Christ. But Martin Scorsese has done a lot of hard thinking and analysis and research about like the Jesuit missionaries of that, uh, era to uh, Japan, and you get something compelling when it's like the whole pot, the whole conflict of that movie is Andrew Garfield doesn't want to step on a portrait of Jesus because he believes that that symbol is ultimately damning to him and because it's disrespectful to Jesus. And the conflict that he and Adam Driver and Liam Neeson face is more is is a real persecution, right? Um, and not. <laughs> Not what Josh, Josh, Josh Whedon goes through in this movie, because this would never happen. This would never happen be- in, no. in, because a professor who did this would be fired. A professor who said, I, well, it's going to take 30% of your grade off the top if you don't say that God's not dead. That professor would be fired. That's the whole like premise of this movie is that like that wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. You would, you would be expected. And I like as someone who was, subject not subjected to but like in the honors college we had a lot of intense discussions about like david hume and nietzsche and all that stuff and so like we had to read all that but like reading that stuff isn't sinful because it was written and it's like philosophy and it's it's part of the world that we live in like it's proper to expect like hey you didn't read this so i'm giving you an f and it's like, well, that's persecution. It's like, no, that's you just not showing up. Mm-hmm. That would be appropriate. It's not appropriate to say like, hey, you're a Christian and you wrote this from the perspective of a Christian, so I'm giving you an F. Like that like vilification of like academia is is propaganda. And it's like so subtle to people who don't understand. It. And if you're listening to this, I really hope that you consider like re- if you like this movie, please rewatch this movie and think about it from the perspective of what your own college experience was like or like just there there are people who hate who do not like Christians or in dislike Christians because of things they say and things they do and the way they say things, but not really at the end of the day for what they believe other than the con- like very controversial issues like right. LGBTQIA, um, who you vote for, all all that stuff, of course. But like at the core, no, there are people who will who do hate you for the gospel, but not really in America. Yeah, like big big caveat. 
not really in America. Right. Yeah. And I think that a big thing is like, oh, well, academic, like academia, science is against God or religion or whatever. And it's like, no, those aren't incongruent. Those things are not incongruent. Science and religion do go together. And that's okay for us to believe in both. And I understand where people get this mindset that they are incongruent and they don't, you have to believe one or the other. And also some of the kindest people I know are, are atheists or, or, or just not really religious at all. And so sure. I, like we've already mentioned the, these, these characters in this movie are just terrible caricatures of, of these different populations. And I, it just, you don't even have a pre-law major. Like what, what is that? Yeah. I will ruin your life. <laughs> no, no <laughs> professor who's trying to, especially a professor trying to get 10 years is going to say that to a freaking 18 year old kid. But his mom died. But his mom died. What happened to you? He took everything from me. He joined her at the end of the movie. I know. It's like, I'm so upset. I'm so hot. I need to take my sweatshirt off. (laughs) I just, I don't know. There's a, there's a guy I went to church with who like was super devout and like, was at every single church thing we ever did. And he recently posted on Facebook that he has basically denounced Christianity and um, religion altogether and now identifies as an atheist. And just the ways in which, because I, I was very much invested in in what people were saying. And this this kid, I say kid, he's only a couple years old, younger than us. Um, he received so much flack from Christians Mm-hmm. Christians were the ones who were being so hateful and so mean. And I think that that is a really good example of just how often Christians are in America. Christians in America are often the ones who are super hateful and super mean. I think that a lot of non-Christians, non-believers would not necessarily agree with everything the Bible says, but agree with some of the tenets of Christianity, such as, mm-hmm. um, you know, loving other people, showing kindness, those, sacrifice. those yeah, sacrifice, yeah. that kind of thing. Like, I think a lot of people would agree with those as being good things. Um, a lot of people would agree with aspects of the teachings of jesus and maybe i maybe i'm wrong in saying that i don't know no i don't Um, don't think so but it's the ways in which christians present themselves in person and on social media especially on social media Mm -hmm. there are so many people that i'm just like i have to i can't i i can't i don't even want to be associated with you even on facebook like Mm -hmm. facebook the christian section of facebook is crazy pretty well it's nuts um i will say and then to the movie's credit Josh, if you if you separate the prob the the whole problem of like this would never happen, yada yada yada. Josh as a character is really bland, but he yes. is he's bland, but he's not hateful. He is genuinely trying to figure out what to do, and he's not he's not, he's not really one of the problems of this movie. Like he's nice to everyone, even his like terrible girlfriend. And so I just, I wanted <laughs> to put that out there. Um, he's doing it. He's doing his best. And I don't know. I just, whatever. Uh, the philosophy scenes where he's, you know, he's, he has those crazy motion slideshows and, you know, the thinker and quoting Hawking and all that, like there's stuff in there. It's like, it's interesting. And like, I've heard it before. Um, 
and there's all these, I don't know, the whole like philosophy is dead. I don't know. It's, it swings back and forth, but there's, there's some interesting things in there. And I was like, oh, I haven't thought about that in a while and, and all that, but it's so one-sided that uh, it's just, it doesn't account for like any of the complexities of the various cultures that were in the classroom, like Martin and the library girl who's had got an attitude. Um, so Anyway, I, I, that's just, that's the problem with this movie. People are complex and they are trying to tell you that people are not complex. That faith mm-hmm. is not, uh, what, what does he say in, in the chapel when Reverend Dave gives him the, the scripture verses to go off of? He says, I'm trying to find it. Listening to the Holy Spirit is not easy, but it is simple. And that's a lie. It's neither easy nor simple. It's mm-hmm. believing, like practicing what you believe is difficult and complex like no matter what like mm-hmm. it is for like like people we just we shouldn't be tell- like we sh- like if i i'm going to raise my children as christians and and teach them no you know what to expect but i'm also gonna from the world but i'm also gonna teach them like this is why like i believe jesus is the way the truth and the life and that no one comes to the father except through him but it's gonna be hard like live in reality like our world is hard and broken by sin and it's in a weird way this movie's almost saying like it's not broken if you're in christ right you know which was and maybe still is the common sentiment of churches in in the west Mm -hmm. i mean um i i feel like that was often kind of the way it was presented to me at you know, youth group and on yeah. Wednesday Gro- nights. Growing at, up, at, for sure. Yeah, growing up, for sure. At, at church camp and any sort of discipleship now weekend thing, anything like that. It was like, hey, Jesus is going to make everything. Jesus, man. Yeah, Jesus, man. But also Jesus, man. Like, I believe that. But the manner in which we posit everything is in in present everything is just as important as like what we're positing. So, yeah. Eric, any any thoughts on on any of that? I realize we were you're just about watching us our... rant now. Yeah, nah, movie's trash, of... but I got to <laughs> I got to give it kudos for making me laugh with the Cantonese Mandarin dialect between <laughs> father and son. That was that, I I laughed pretty hard at that. And so. God and God uh, wants you to be with me. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. movie this movie is about toxic relationships more than anything. Yes, you know, yeah. like yeah, Josh dodged a bullet for sure. That that chick was psycho. Yeah, he's gonna be a lawyer, yeah. and yeah. yeah. But also, that was like how relationship, like youth groups would, like youth pastors would talk about relationships like that. Yep. Like it, they would. I, I remember my youth pastor. How's that any of their business? Exactly. He he would like tell us as like teenagers, don't date unless you're gonna get married to that person. And 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 at the time, it was like okay, but now it's like wait, what? what? Why? Do they still teach that? I I I don't think not every church does. Not every church does. I learned so much from talking all about religion. Yeah, this (laughs) this youth pastor is no longer a pastor, so uh, probably for good reason. But um, actually, I think I heard about this story. You probably have. Actually, I know you have. I'm (laughs) sure you have. So anyway, yeah, it's just a lot of like stuff like that. But yeah, I know that's that's the mindset that a lot of girls and guys i i know had at one point i don't mm-hmm. think that many of them have that same mindset now but it was often like well this is our plan we have to be together and this is how we're going to do it and this is god ordained because we're together and it's like well 
No, not necessarily. This could have been a two-hour uh, podcast episode, but yeah. we are coming up on time, so I'll uh, I'll wrap us up. Um, I hope this was a an interesting conversation for you to listen into, um, and we will. <laughs> We won't have a movie like this in a while. So uh, I hope I hope you enjoyed it. And um, please remember to rate, review, subscribe. God's Not Dead is available on HBO Max, which is ironic considering the origins of HBO as an uh, entertainment entity. And um, please feel free to share this with anyone you think might uh, enjoy it or Hate poss- us. possibly be enraged by our discussion. <laughs> And any closing thoughts from the Flyover Film team? No, I'm good. When's, when are we watching the sequel? Never. Oh, no, never. <laughs> never, ever, ever. This never. was like, this was one too many. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. What is our next movie? Our next movie is going to be The Outsiders. Whoop, 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 based whoop. on the novel by S.C. E. Hinton. It's set in Tulsa. So I'm very excited to talk about it with you guys. Excellent. Cool. I haven't seen that, nor do I know what it's about. So, uh, Oh, nice. I love watching new stuff. Stellar cast. You're going to watch this movie and go, I can't believe all these people are in this movie. Stellar cast or stellar cart? (laughs) (laughs) Also, I completely forgot about stellar cart. Yep. Stellar cart plays in this movie. I didn't listen to them, but I was like, that's Stellar Card. Yeah, no. It actually played in the subtitles. It said Stellar Card. Stellar Card. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, oh, hey, I forgot about them. I have one of their CDs, I think. Nice. So, yeah. Anyway. You should, uh, maybe we could get some money for it. We'll see if anyone in the feed wants to, who follows us wants to. It's not even my CD. Someone lent it to me and then I moved before I could get it back to them. Shows you how much they cared about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, the guy did try to get it back. And then I was like, yeah, I'll bring it back to you next time I'm in town. Never did. Never did. I be. Okay. He's probably better off. Probably. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, reviews especially help us out a lot on iTunes. And we will see you in two weeks, two or three weeks, depending on uh, when this movie or this episode is released with The Outsiders. And, oh, yeah. And maybe... Maybe Olivia and I will be covering Loki. I can't place exactly when it's going to release, but it'll be around that time. So we will catch you guys later. I'm Isaac signing off. I'm Olivia signing off. And I'm Eric signing off. We'll see you guys on the flippity flip. Flippity flip.